Uh, welcome <laughs> to A Bit Spursy, the third episode. I'm Barney. I'm Dan. And uh, I hope you are ready for us to talk about two games, which is what we're going to do. Uh, Spurs played twice in the last week since we last recorded. Uh, we played Fulham and we played Palace. <laughs> just love how very like you know stats focused this is. This is just facts that we're sort of that's going it. through now. Yeah, that's it. I'm I'm not making any conjectures anymore. <laughs> I'm saying the facts and that is it. This seems like the week that we should be making all the conjectures. Yeah, you think so? Well, what a great week it has been. It has to- been a great week. That's true. I'm, I mean, I'm a Spurs supporter though, so I will be taking the fun out of it. Thank you very much. Okay, that's all right. I'll try and raise it up and then you can try and bring it back I'll down. I'll try and bring it back down. Yeah, yeah. that sounds good. Um, get ready for talk about XG. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if we can get any duller than XG talk, then yep. uh, that's a challenge that I put out to you today. Have you heard of non-shot XG? I have, and it confuses me so much. I am confused, but I think it may be the dumbest thing I've ever heard of in my entire life. Yeah, can you give me a, a, a any sort of explanation? doesn't have to be a particularly correct one, but All right. anything that might help me understand exactly what it means. To me, it is about moving the ball into areas to which there is the potential for goal scoring, the, you know, the way XG works. Um, but then it doesn't rely on the fact that that move or that piece of play has to end in a shot. Is that... Is that okay, so it's not shooting. It's just like being around the goal. Okay. 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 So, like, if you're hanging out at a bar, mm-hmm. how many drinks would you be expected to have? Yeah. Even if you don't buy any drinks. Yeah. I think, like, if you're in certain areas of the bar, where are you most likely to get served and buy drinks? Okay. Got it. Because yeah. if you're in the toilet, you're probably not going to be getting served or buying a drink. Yep. Mm-hmm. If you're right up leaning on the bar, mm-hmm. it would be. It's, it's probably expected. Yeah. That you would be saved eventually. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's like the perfect Lucas Mora metric. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He's around. He's floating around. He's just a non-shot XG superstar. He's a non-shot XG superstar. Yeah. Um, He, I mean, I don't want to get into him yet because I actually have positive things to say about him. (laughs) (laughs) But maybe uh, do you want to get started on talking about the Fulham game? Yeah, we should. I, yeah. I love as well that you're like rea- uh, reluctant to talk about Lucas because you have positive things to say. Yeah, well, I just uh, I live my life by a uh, few principles, and one of them is that Lucas Mora is a painful player to watch. Um, and coming into conflict with that idea in my head, it it hurts. It hurts me internally. Yeah, it does. yeah. it's it's a lot. Your your world is sort of breaking around you right now. I yeah. could I could see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my eyes, <laughs> bloodshot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, let's let's jump into Fulham then. Let's um, do it because look, it's been. Uh, like we said it's been a very good week. It's been a great week. Um, the Fulham game overall. Mm-hmm. What did you think about it? I mean, it, uh, overall, I would say it was like a return to reality. It felt. Um, it didn't feel. I mean, we won, so obviously it felt good, but at the same time. It felt bad. <laughs> yeah, it felt bad. That second half felt real bad. But also not like it was good, but it was bad. Like it was it was just bad. Yeah. Like it just yeah. felt bad. Mm. And I think also coming off the back of two fours. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to then be, you know, um, a game that I guess we thought, yeah, we should win this. We should mm. win it pretty, pretty easily. Yeah. So I think whenever you get a couple of wins together, the, the confidence grows. Yep. And you can go on and take any. We could have been playing 
like prime Barcelona mm-hmm. um, in that game and be like, you know what? We've won a couple of games on the road. We can take it to them. Yeah, <laughs> we're on a streak and there's uh, there's no control for just pure form. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. So, yeah, look, look, I agree. It was a... It was a. It wasn't a comfortable game to watch. No, um, not by any stretch. By any stretch, no. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about the first half though? Because I think that, to me, at the very start, it did fill me with a little bit of hope. Mm. Um, also, I guess you know, Delhi starting. Yeah, that was exciting. Yeah, that was really exciting. Yeah, I, I was. It, it still felt to me like I went in supremely confident that we would just completely destroy them and they put up more of a fight than I first thought. And then I started to get concerned that we'd come off two fours against two teams that, uh, well, Burnley can be fantastic defensively, but they had a terrible game and, uh, Wolfsburg, obviously we, you know, you'd expect us to, to beat them. And I thought, Oh no, Shag's dead. <laughs> Shag's <laughs> dead before it even has begun. Um, and how long was Shag alive for in the Burnley game? It wasn't. It was a, ten minutes. It was ten minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. It was ten minutes. Um, so I started to get concerned, and then I, I wasn't. I didn't feel before we did score. Well, Fulham scored for us. I <laughs> there was no like I didn't feel like oh it's coming. It's like it felt like you know we were the more dominant team, but it didn't feel like it's any moment until we score. What did you think? I feel the same, and I felt yeah. it. It it felt like we were being more dominant, but at the same time, not dominant at all. Yeah. Like I guess, or maybe it felt like there were moments of being dominant, but not in any means in control of the game. Mm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So it was very. It was it was weird, and I think maybe because there was so much excitement of like, all right, we have Shag starting. Mm. Um. All right, here we go. Delhi's back. Yeah. Delhi's he's turned a corner. Mm-hmm. He's back in. All right, Bale's getting starts. Son's getting starts. Yep. We've got Kane in there too. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this is going to be a rot. Yep. So maybe the inflated expectations before the game might mm-hmm. have also held. Um, I don't know. Maybe I was holding the team to sort of a higher standard. Yeah. Um, and expecting us just to come up and start ripping Fulham to shreds. Yeah. Uh, which also completely disregards the form that Fulham have been in. Yeah, they've really uh, turned it around since those first. What was it? The first what was it, five or six games and they conceded a huge amount of goals and just looked awful. Yeah. Um, but I thought they played this game really well. And one thing that I noticed, which I haven't noticed against us, which is interesting, is the amount of uh, fouls in the midfield that they that they committed was, um, was quite effective. It really sort of stopped us from getting going with any decent counterattacks. Yeah. And I felt watching Fulham as a whole, um, they... They're a very energetic team, I guess. They're really kind of just lacking a little bit of quality. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But everything else, like they really do. I don't mean that in the sense of, uh, you know, that old school sense of like, oh, they put in a shift and, <laughs> yeah. you know, throw in some elbows and all that sort of stuff. Run around a bit. Yeah. <laughs> they do all the dirty work. Bad. Like that's what they get stuck in. Yeah. Um, I, I just felt like they were actually, you know, if they had, you know, a couple of extra players who just were that, are that little bit better, and, mm. you know, um, like someone in midfield who really could start controlling a game a little bit. Yeah. Um, maybe a forward who, like like Josh Marger, mm. um, not a bad striker. No. I'm only going off what I know from Sundal until I die. Yep, yep. Um, in which I loved him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, what? That is such a good documentary. It's so good. It's so good. And it's so, it's, it's so fun, I guess, just, you know, watching a... 
a professional football club, like it's mm. still very professional club, yeah. even though they're a, a few divisions down. Mm. Um, and just seeing like how poorly certain aspects of it are run, oh, and everything around that, like it was such, it was such a wonderful sort of um, insight. I guess as well, there is the element that you're you're seeing like other people's pain and that feels weird to be kind of enjoying looking at that. Yeah. Because I was feeling really bad for the fans Yeah, when I was watching that that mm. were so invested in this club. Yeah. Um, and it just mm. kept going worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. Yeah, yeah. Well, I after they were relegated, they sort of were deleted from my mind. And so watching it, I didn't know what had happened post-relegation. And so it felt so raw to see all those fans be so upset. Um, are we the Sunderland podcast now? Last week we were the Burnley podcast <laughs> and now... <laughs> we don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, that's true. Let's just like, you know, uh, you can listen and we'll we'll go wherever it goes, wherever we're taken. Yeah. Right now I'm feeling pretty pro-Sunderland. So. Pro-Sunderland? The Black Cats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go them Black Cats. Lee Catamole. Lee Catamole. Oh, wow. Yeah. Aiden McGeady. Nice, 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 nice. Um, he played for Stoke. Uh, nope, I've got nothing. <laughs> I've got nothing. That's it. But I guess, look, point being, uh, mm. Josh Marger in that, he seemed like, you know, this player who was, it seemed like he was going places. Mm. And you never know if, if you know, if, if players are really going to take off or not. Yeah. Um, so there was a small part of me whilst I was watching the Fulham game, which I was kind of like, oh, he's made it. Like, you know, because mm. he went off to like France uh, for, yep. for Bordeaux. And then I, to be completely honest, I wasn't actually aware that he had uh, signed on loan um, for Fulham. Mm-hmm. Um, so him popping up, I was like, hang on, <laughs> what's going on here? But so there was a little part of me, which was, I guess, my attachment to the Sunderland Until I Die documentary. I wanted Josh to like succeed and maybe score or something, mm. but ultimately, of course, us to win the game comfortably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he almost did score. Well, I mean, you could argue that he did outright score. Yeah, and like, what did you think about the the handball? Uh, it was a goal. <laughs> it was hundred percent a goal, but it was just pure beautiful comeuppance, karma, whatever you want to say for the uh, handball um, errors that we have suffered in the last twelve months. It felt like some kind of divine justice for both the, the dire incident in the Newcastle game and then the Lucas Mora tumbling over handball in the, was that Sheffield? I or? think so. Yeah. Sheffield, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So definitely, definitely, definitely should have been a goal. I'm so <laughs> pleased it wasn't. It was such a goal. And even while watching it, I thought, oh, they, the VAI is clearly going to have to say his hand is right up against his body. Yeah. If his hand is not there, the ball is hitting his body. Mm. Like there's no... Mm. I, I thought, okay, this is going to be a clean-cut goal. All right, we've got to go again. Yeah. And then when they just kept looking at it mm. and just kept looking at it mm. and kept looking at it, you sort of thought they were I, – I like to picture them in that sense that the the referee actually in the VIR booth um, is kind of sitting there and going, oh, no. <laughs> like I feel like I have to give this a handball, but – It's not. It's really not. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. really not affecting anything <laughs> yeah. at all. Um, He's op- there clutching the the rule book, sweating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, it's like fi- rule fifteen b three. No, yeah. that won't get me out of this one. Yeah. No, fifteen three four. Oh no, <laughs> what's happening here? Uh, it's it's like it's it's a weird thing. And um, I guess on your point as well that I do like how fans, when we have something that goes for us, if we've had incidents in the past that go against us, mm. we just bring those up yeah. straight away, almost ignoring the 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 fact. Um, or the discussion that's happening around that current incident. Mm. Um, 
like I know like it can just happen like in any sort of game. Yeah. Um, you know, like if let's say Fernandez is brought down for Man U. Yeah. And if it was brought down clearly in a foul mm. and then it's not given and Man U fans are like, oh, what's going on? That should have been a thing. Rival fans are like, oh, yeah, well, what about that that penalty you got like, you know, 16 months ago, yeah. which yeah. is not a thing. And yeah. it's like, I get it. Yeah. The two ways are very separate mm. um, circumstances. So, yeah, I, I definitely agree with the point that we've been on the receiving end of this um, really rubbish handball system. Shocking. For a while, yeah. Um, but I guess I definitely understand why. If you're a full fan of this game, you're going to be a little bit peeved, yeah, um, about that being disallowed. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it was a clear goal. So I thought post the Sissoko handball in the Champions League final that they had changed the rule, right? Yeah. And then I thought post the Eric Dyer Andy Carroll handball they had changed the rule. And now this has happened and then I've read since and you have told me that they have changed the rule. So have they changed the rule? <laughs> is it any different? What is the rule now? What, is it, what does it mean to handball the ball in the box? I feel like now it goes, it's gone through so many different iterations. Um, I'm speaking of this like I really don't even know. Dan, what is the rule? <laughs> What's the rule? Well... I don't even know anymore. Mm. And I know that the change that they made is apparently supposed to come in um, for the start of next season or in July 1st or something like that. Okay. Um, but my understanding now is even what has been put out on that is still a bit unclear because mm-hmm. I think it says something like if it's an accidental handball leading to a goal, then that's not a handball. And then the other clause is it's now more up to the referee's discretion of if the hand is extended from the body in an unnatural position based on their movement and all the, all of this sort of stuff. Oh no. Like it's, I feel like it's a rule that could still be not applied this in the same way in every situation. Mm. Like it sounds like there's still sort of judgment left yeah, yeah. to come. And I think that's where the real issues come with all this, where mm-hmm. it's like we're trying to be so um, precise with getting yeah. every call exactly right. Mm. But ref, there's still some, you can still decide some things. Yeah. And it's like that's where we're going to have situations that it's just going to keep happening. Mm-hmm. Like you need to really have situations which it's clear cut. Yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. Like, and this is if you were pro VAR. I personally am very anti it. Yeah. Because I think it has. Um, ruined the game a lot. Yeah. And I know Scott Parker came out and said that too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, again, are we a full on podcast? I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Game's gone. Game's gone. <laughs> um, I see, I, on the VAR thing, um, I find it so painful to sit there and wait for them to, you know, do a geometry lesson to figure out who's offside or replay the same thing over and over again to then still get it wrong or, you know, whatever. But having said that, I did watch the Arsenal Burnley game to which um, I think was was it me or one one of the centre backs at, at Burnley got sent off for handballing on the goal line, and then you look at it back on VAR, and that just did not happen. And at that point in the game, it was it was one one, and if he's sent off, like Arsenal will probably win, and I don't want Arsenal to win, so go VAR in that <laughs> circumstance. But also, it, it's trying to turn the subjective into the objective is a very difficult thing to do. And, you know, video referee technology works so well in sports like tennis or cricket where you have definites. It's like, did the ball touch the bat? Did the ball bounce in or outside the line? Then we can call a play. But all the rules it's used for in football are 
all meant to be interpreted given the specific context to which the event happens. Yeah. Which just, it's a nightmare. It's an actual nightmare. <laughs> it, yeah. it, it definitely is. Yeah. Um, I remember my first interaction with VAR mm. would have been almost maybe, I don't know, eight or ten years ago. Yeah. And I was going to see a rugby game here. It was mm. Melbourne Storm against, um, I'm not sure who they were yeah. um, playing against, but. Um, the fellas. The fellas. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds yeah. like a rugby yeah. team. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. That checks out. Yeah. Um, but my cousin was down and he was a big rugby fan yep. and, and he was actually like uh, played rugby a lot um, in Wales. And mm. so we're like, let's go to a game. Let's yep. see that. And all I remember from that game was whenever there was a try scored, mm-hmm. the game would stop. Mm-hmm. And then they, they had a review process going on for minutes after mm. that happened. Yep. And I thought, oh. I'm so glad that this does not happen in football. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And look where we are now. Yeah, we are there. We um, are there. So, look, having said all that, mm. I guess we have benefited from this VAR call. Yes. And I'm very glad that we did because mm. I kind of feel that if Fulham did get that goal um, and if that was given, mm. I I don't know how you feel about this, but I felt that we would probably have been overrun in that game. I think so too. Yeah, I think so too. I think the goal that we did score, thanks to Deli Alley flicking the ball, Jose Mourinho, <laughs> <laughs> um, to which, you know, it did come off a Fulham defender and go in. Post that, we seem to do this thing after we score, even though it's gotten better where we don't just then try and defend for 70 minutes, it seems to be this thing that after we score, it's like we've got to solidify. We can't let a goal in. The easiest time to concede a goal is straight after we've scored. Um, and what happens is we just invite pressure. Um, and I thought after after the goal and then there was sort of a, you know, a period in the second half where we looked very vulnerable and if that goes in, maybe we concede another. Uh, yeah. I mean, who knows? You, you know, you don't know, but it did look that way. Oh, it, it definitely did. Um, and I think it was just interesting, given how Fulham have been in the past, to to look at the the stats from after that game, and like they had a lot more possession than we did. Mm. Um, and like in some ways, I'm glad that you know even if we're not playing well, we're still now getting a win as opposed to going through you know five six games just losing mm. everything that we get involved with. Mm-hmm. Um, but ha- look, having said all that, there still were some positives I think from this game. Yeah, um, and I think that like. You know, Bale for one to me is looking better and better. Yeah. Um, I really love when he's getting on the ball now. And um, yes, he doesn't have that pace to go around players. But some of the balls that he's playing is Mm. he's really trying to get things happening. Mm. And I, you really get a sense for that when he is getting on the ball. Yeah. Because I think he played it through to Delhi. And then Delhi kind of miscontrolled, but then recovered, plays out to Son. Mm. Son crosses in. Delhi scores. Yeah. Kind of. Own goal, whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But. Um, it seems like uh, a lot of our sort of driving moves now are coming from Bale with mm. either these like passes in inside or these switches that are coming across. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that to me was a positive to see happening in this game a little bit more. Mm, mm. It's such an upgrade on be it whoever that third attacker is, whether it's Lucas or Lamella or Bergvine who has been deleted from existence. <laughs> <laughs> like where has he gone? But I find that with a lot of Spurs players that it, it you know, you get a month or so and you're like, oh, we do have a player called La Celso. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Where is he? We do have a player called uh, Bergwijn. Like, yeah. 
And yeah, they definitely sort of, you know, managed to fall out of the rotation. Mm, yeah, completely fall out of the rotation. Like, but, but you can see why, because Bale gives us so much more of that. I, I, I quoted this the first podcast and I've said it every single time since that dynamic <laughs> to quote Jose Mourinho. He has the dynamic. He um, has a great intelligence moving the ball forward. Um, and what he does in the build-up, I think, just adds so much to this attack when um, you know that they're not using set plays because that's not what Jose does. So, yeah. Uh, definitely. And it really is a, a very different player that we have gotten back from Madrid. Yeah. Uh, and I think when he when he left, he was this, you know, he was very, very quick, very athletic, mm-hmm. and he would use that often to get around players and beat them. Yeah. Like often he'd just knock it forward and yeah. he just he, he knew that he had the pace. Yeah. He knew that he had a little bit of strength developing then as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and he would just get around them mm-hmm. due to pure athleticism. And yeah. then he had, you know, a brilliant shot on him. Mm-hmm. Um, but now you see um, it's kind of great. It's like he's got a bit of just like he's good at, He's a bit of an old man, like even though he's still not that old, but he's playing yeah. like that. Yeah. Like he's he's got that know-how mm. where he doesn't have to beat players with pace anymore. No. And he probably couldn't even if he really wanted to for the mm-hmm. most part. Um, but I just love it. Like I just see him getting on the ball. He's looking up. He looks to play. Th- he's he's. I think he tries to play relatively direct as well, mm. um, which is nice when we've got so much other attacking talent around. Yeah. Um, and also when we don't have at the moment, you know, fullbacks, I mean, Reggie on on the on the left definitely, but like you know, Oriere and Dockney on the right, they're not really out and out like overlapping wing backs mm. that really get forward, get down the line, put in a lot of crosses. Yeah. So it is kind of nice that when he gets to bail, it's he doesn't just recycle it um, mm. back into the middle and that's it. Mm. He really does look to get things happening. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I. I- <laughs> When you talk about the fullbacks, I like go into <laughs> an anger <laughs> trance state because I mean I'm a huge Serge Aurier fan. Uh, for good or for ill, I still think he's just such an interesting dude. Um, but for every good cross that he does, there are two to three awful crosses. And then Doherty is not that player we bought him. He's you know at Wolves, his whole role was to get forward and get in the box and take shots as opposed to make a make a cross happen. And now we're kind of – we don't want him to do the shot thing, but he's not that fullback. And it's like, well, when Aurier's out, which is a problem kind of across the squad, when Aurier's out, we then play with a very different fullback. And it's the same on the left. We have Reguilon, who is a fantastic left back, and then we replace him with Ben Davis, who – uh, is a servant of the club, which sounds like a backhanded <laughs> compliment. And I, that's what I mean. Um, <laughs> um, and he's not, You definitely mean that backhandedly. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I do. Absolutely. Um, he doesn't offer the same thing. And so if we need to rest our fullbacks, we then have two that come in that are completely different to what was there before. Um, so I guess the, the main point I'm trying to make here is it's so good we have Gareth Bale <laughs> that's, <laughs> to get back to it. Um, I read, um, an interesting article, um, about, uh, our game against Fulham that was written by Jack Pitbrook at the athletic talking about how the defense isn't actually that bad. Um, uh, and it was the attack that kind of failed us during this game. They didn't create enough chances, um, which I thought was sort of maybe contrary to the point of just trying to get clicks on this article that kind of is against the sort of 
you know, the mainstream narrative about mm. what's going on with this team. Um, because I think it also discounts the fact that Fulham defensively since the turn of the year have actually been really good. Um, so, you know, they did a good job against our very good attacking players. Yeah. And the fact to say that our defense was actually holding the, I like that, you know, they didn't concede technically, but they also kind of did. Um, but we did have the combination of, of Toby and Sanchez in that game, which I think maybe is the best defensive partnership at centre-back that Jose wants to play. I would love to see Tanganga play there or give Roden a go. But, yeah. I definitely agree. From the from the centre-backs who seem to be in contention to actually play, um, I think that they've been improving as, mm. a, as a duo. Yep. Um, I definitely agree with that point too, that it's almost like for... For Fulham to almost draw or, you know, be very close to us, it's this idea that Spurs have had to have played badly in some way mm. or something. Um, but Fulham maybe just played well. And yeah. maybe they have been more solid at the back. And yeah. maybe it's not that, um, you know, so much that we really struggle to break through and all that sort of stuff. And, oh, how bad were we to do that? Maybe it's just we found it tough because they have become a more resolute unit at Fulham and... They are harder to break down, and that's just simply how it is now. Yeah. I mean, the world's greatest attacking unit of all time, uh, Mane, Salah, and Firmino, <laughs> couldn't break them down this week. So, um, you know, what, is that? what does that say? I think they are good. Like, that, I am being sarcastic, but those players are, I guess, <laughs> quite good. They're quite good. They're a good <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so I think they played a good game, and it's less about uh, – the defense holding up. However, I did actually think during the Fulham game, Sanchez had a, he had a good game. Yeah. Yeah. He did. <laughs> he yeah. did. And I guess, you know, we've been pretty uh, you know, critical in the past of Sanchez. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it still comes back to, uh, you know, Sanchez and Dyer as a pairing mm. does not work. No. Uh, Toby and Sanchez is a lot better mm. <laughs> than what Dyer and Sanchez is yeah. or even Toby and Dyer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think that, yeah, it's like if we're willing to get stuck into Sanchez when he doesn't play well, mm. we need to give him praise when he actually does, um, you know, have a fairly decent decent game or a decent sort of couple of games. Yeah. Yeah. And he did. I really thought he did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we also had one other game this week. Uh, are you ready to talk about the next yeah, game? Yeah, let's, let's, let's go. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> it was so fun. <laughs> I feel like this one will be a little bit more positive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. The Fulham one was so weird because it didn't feel like we got away with it. It was just kind of like, oh, it was like that second half especially was just so dour. Yeah. Um, it was awful to, to watch whether Palace. Wow. <laughs> it was great. And it was so much sweeter for me because I hate Crystal Palace yep. so much. And I've got, you know, like it's not, I don't really have a reason to. I just find them infuriating because they don't even play. Like if you're coming up against Burnley or like West Brom, you're expecting the kind of defensive. They're, they're going to try and get you on a set piece or a cross or Crystal Palace to me don't even – there's not even that element of their identity. It's just like we're just going to be so annoying and <laughs> we're just going to eke out a really annoying goal, like nails on a chalkboard. Yeah, 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 yeah. definitely. Yeah. Yeah, and I th- look, going into this game, I think um, that was a little bit of a worry 
Mm. Like, is it gonna? Is this gonna be that annoying game mm. that as we're starting to build some momentum again, a mm. couple of wins, get through something against Fulham? Is this gonna be the game that ends up being like saying just one of those annoying mm. <laughs> results, which is you know a game we really should have won, but then we just you know we don't end up scoring more than one, and mm. then they pull one back, and then it just becomes a this sort of just just messy result yeah. in the end. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm so glad that didn't happen. Yeah. Oh, and it, but it did by sort of half time, not to jump ahead too much, but no, I was like, <laughs> it's happening. It's happening again. Crystal Palace. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. We score, they score, and now we're going to sit at a 1 1 for 45 minutes. Definitely. Um, yeah. And look at the start of the game. Like, I was feeling very confident with how we were playing because mm. um, like, we were looking. I thought we were looking really up for it mm. um, overall. We weren't like, you know, pressing, you know, 150%, mm. but we were, I think we were, you know, pressing in certain areas definitely. Mm. Um, and we, it looked like we were really wanting to win this game and really wanting to take control of it. Yeah. Um, not sit back and mm-hmm. not sort of just let the game happen. Yeah. Uh, but really, you know, try and go, all right, look, stop mucking around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's do something here. Yeah. Um, and I think that showed really in that first goal. Um, mm. when Lucas, um, he he pressed really well. And yeah. I think, what do you think about Lucas playing in the middle? Because so far, I'm not minding it as much. I cannot believe I'm saying this, but I have not minded it so much either. <laughs> so far, when the team got announced, I was like, no way. Are you kidding? And then seeing how we were playing in that first half, I was like, is this... <laughs> Is this working? <laughs> Is this happening? Because he really does add the dynamic to that <laughs> to that front band. Like, um, yeah, I thought he pressed supremely well. And I mean, obviously, you know, that pressing action led to uh, our first goal. Oh, definitely. He's just when he's in there, he just seemed like such a little pest. Mm. I mean that in a really good way that um beautiful pest. A beautiful pest. Yeah. And I think as well that your players have, that have his speed aren't, they don't normally play inside. They're normally playing out wide on the wings. Yep. Um, they do a lot of pressing on fullbacks and whatnot and everything there. Mm. And I feel like having someone like him in the middle who he just runs and he is lightning. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're a center back, if you're a, um, a holding midfielder, you're not mm. used to playing against a player who is that quick and is that intense. Like, yeah. Because when he run, he like, he presses, he presses. Yeah. Yep. And he really goes after it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, which was great. Like when he won that ball um, and th- like, that is like, I think the the best that we can get out of Mora is yep. to press, win the ball, give it off as quickly as possible. As quickly as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which he did there. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it was great to see Harry making a kind of run down the touchline, but sort of the edge of the, the box. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that, that cross in to Bale was Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I love with Harry's runs too that because he, uh, again, he doesn't have that um, lightning pace to really beat players outright. He does that a couple of times, what he did for this goal where he sort of slows down and like stops his body going one direction and then just like, mm. um, you know, tries to like bounce off from that, yep. um, which is nice. Whereas a faster player would just go 100% and mm. just go straight past. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, he's so like, ha- oh, like ha- he's so good, Harry. He's so good. Yeah. I feel like what what can you even say? Like he is so complete as a player. It's incredible. He's so um, intelligent. He's so skillful. Um, he's so committed. He's got he's got that desire built into <laughs> yeah. him. You know, 
um, that when he gets the ball, you – it's, it's interesting because with maybe more technically looking players, I'd be like, what's he going to do? What's going to happen? You know, but with <laughs> Harry, it's like this this calmness when he receives it that something good – like what he does will be the best thing that he could do in that situation. He's not going to fluff whatever he's – yeah. Definitely. He doesn't get carried away in that sense. Um what I really like, and I guess he was doing it as well in the in the Fulham game, is he seems to now consistently be playing deeper, mm. wanting to get on the ball early. Yeah. And he loves now. Like I I think if you're Harry, you are loving having Son on the left, Bale on the right. Yeah. Because I guess before it was just Son. Yeah. And it's easy to kind of if you're a defender, mm. uh, sorry, if you're a def- uh, defending team, you're going, okay, we know that Harry's going to look for Son. That's yep. it. We need to mark Son. Mm-hmm. We work on that. That's it. Yeah. Harry's not really going to go anywhere else. Now having Bale in the mix too, it seems to really have opened up, I think, the 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 attack. So Harry is getting more centrally and he's still playing a lot of balls out to Son, but he seems to be thriving on getting these balls and again, just switching it, getting things moving. Um, he's like He seems to really be enjoying that. Mm. Um, and I think it's really great now that there's even less pressure for him to get forward because there is Bale as well. Yep. Pushing on. So when Harry does go on a run forward, it's kind of I think it's harder for the um, defenders to mark because he's coming from deep and they're already worried about you know Son, um, Lucas, Bale, and yeah. all that sort of stuff. Mm. So um, it's still so I, I still love watching Harry break. Um, it's so lovely like seeing him seeing him break forward mm. um, and do that. And and you know credit to Bale, he was in the right spot again. Yep. And he's just hungry for goals as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's got five now and. A five in the league, I think. I'm not sure if that's counting Europa League or not. Um, no, it is. It's the league. Um, and I don't see how or what will stop him from ending up on double figures. Like, you know, we. I remember talking about, you know, wanting we need that third player that's going to contribute goals and we got him. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's so because if Harry's not dropping deep, Bale's dropping deep. And then the other thing is in the last couple of games where Bale's been more involved, Sonny's also played some really great um, pass to set up uh, shooting opportunities. Yeah. And then if you add in Lucas, the speed man, <laughs> into that into that setup, it makes it so much more unpredictable versus Harry assi- on Bale passes to Harry who then plays a the ball over the top for Son. There is this real... Um, uh, miasma of uh, which is maybe a bad thing, you know. <laughs> uh, but I mean it in in a good way. Um, there is this sort of like amazing uh, complexity without the attacks being complex because Jose doesn't train attacks. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, definitely. Look, all I hope that comes from this is that I hope Son isn't feeling a little bit left out. That, you know, him and Harry had this, you know, such an intense bromance mm. um, for most of the season. Mm. And now it's kind of like, you know, Harry started seeing someone else on the side. Yeah. Uh, him and Bale, they got their little thing happening. Yep. So uh-huh. hasn't scored for a few games. Mm. Um, I would have loved to have seen, uh, you know, Son get on the score sheet in this game. Yeah. But I am very happy that he still is, he's still playing, um, a, playing a part in this. And yeah. Maybe also for Son, it's nice for him not to have the burden of having to score all the goals yep. that um, that Harry's, you know, if Harry drops deep, Son has to score. Mm. Uh, so maybe it is nice for Son to actually have a lot less pressure. Yeah. Um, and to, yeah, just not not worry about scoring so much. 
Mm. Um, and yeah, try and find these passes in because he's starting to put in a lot more crosses now. Yeah, um, which is unlike him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so it's it's not like it's it's nice. Um, yeah. So I think yeah we we started well in this game, mm. um, and then uh, you know Palace equalized just before halftime. Oh. But we did the thing, like the those we score one, and then we're like, everyone, let's solidify. Or we don't want to concede before half time, but in doing so, just invite more pressure. I mean, the goal that we did concede. What did you think of how it happened? Like to me, it was mm. just, it was painful to watch how poorly organized we were at the back. I, I think it hurt me even more because. Before that was happening, I was muttering to myself how absolutely rubbish Benteke is. Mm. Um, and I think, you know, he's this player who had this like one, you know, or one or two like, you know, amazing seasons at Villa, I mm. think. Yeah, that's right. Um, and then he's just been really, he's done nothing since then. Like he's just this like big physical player mm. who I think he scored like the last few seasons he scored something like three league goals or two league goals or what I know yeah. he's had some injuries, mm. but he's still featured in like 20 games. Yeah. So this whole game, I was, I was sitting there going, you know what? I'm not worried about Benteke at all. Mm. He's not going to do anything. Yeah. He's not going to, and he's got, okay. He's, yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. There yeah. we go. And he's yeah. done the one thing which he is, you know, very good at heading the ball mm. um, in there. To me, it sort of struck that maybe we thought we were just going to cruise through to halftime and, it was just a real lapse in concentration mm. from from our defense. Yeah, um, maybe thinking that because Palace hadn't really had much at all up until that point. That was that, their first shot on target. Yeah, yeah. Just thinking, well, you know, let's just ride out to halftime. Let's take it easy. Mm. Nothing to worry about here, boys. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then just getting caught off guard a little bit. Yeah, um, which is something you can't do. No, no. <laughs> yeah, I love the idea of a, let's just ride it out. Me, Doherty, I'm not going to mark my man. <laughs> Yeah. Sanchez, you just stand in space and, t- and Toby, you you do good. Yeah, do whatever. <laughs> do whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, in the build-up, you can see that uh, Doherty gets drawn inside and then so that leaves um, Crystal Palace player X to um, cross the ball <laughs> through. Um, who was it? Do you know? Um, I'm not sure. I've, I've got a feeling it was either – it was either – I think it was either Eze or Ayu. Okay. But I'm not sure. All right, cool. Um, yeah. I, I, if only we researched it. So <laughs> if we weren't like, I, to be fair, I think we were just so like um, in breaking down the goal, we were just so, um, you know, frustrated with, I guess, the, the sloppy defending. Yeah. To even realise who, like whoever it was out on left wing, they had an acre of space. An acre of space. Whoever you are on left wing. Yeah, you whoever had, you are. Yeah, whoever you are. We're criticizing, yeah, we're criticizing player X. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, Do- Doherty gave him so much space. Uh, Doherty, Doherty? Uh, I'm inclined to say Doherty, but I think it's Doherty. Okay. But also, I don't know. Yeah. Because I've heard it said many different ways. Yeah. Um, I feel like, as well, the commentators, like normally they can give us some cues because. Mm. Um, we feel like, oh, you know, they're English. They would probably know what, you know, b- British um, yeah. name, how British names are pronounced in, mm. um, you know, neighboring countries and stuff too. So yep. we figure we just go off that. But there, there's different ones. Some mm. you get Doherty, some you get Doherty. I, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to go, I go with Doherty now, I think. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm going to roll with Doherty from now on. Yeah, let's go with Doherty. <laughs> yeah, All right. So Doherty leaves his man. <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, 
he crosses the ball in. Sanchez gets distracted by the run um, of someone. He, basically, he's just standing in space, not marking anybody. Toby is following another player in and then changes to try and get to Benteke because Sanchez is literally doing nothing. Yeah. Uh, and Benteke beats him to it, puts the ball in. And for me, after Sanchez had a good game against Fulham, it was like, okay, cool. Back to <laughs> back to square one here. Like what I what is happening there? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And it was at that moment that I, I definitely started getting a little bit worried mm. as well. Um, also on Jose Fashion Watch. Ah. Both the Fulham game and both uh, the Palace game. Yep. Uh, he was back to his old, you know, trackies. And I think he had a, a, a like a turtleneck jumper uh, in this one. Yeah. Whereas the, the, the two the two previous games, yeah. um, he had it, in a, you know, it was back to his more sort of um, presentable suit and, and that sort of thing. Okay. So that, that always, I know you might think I read a bit too much into this, mm. but I do get worried when I see him. When I see him just, you know, slouching about. Slouching about. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, this is a bad omen. Is the, is, is Jose taking these teams that seriously? Yep. Yep. Do you think then maybe it also correlates with the old Poch, I wear a tracksuit when the team, I believe, is beneath us? Yes. Yeah, I, you 100%. Think he, he's doing that? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So anyway, the combination of yeah. conceding just before halftime, uh, Jose Fashion Watch, uh, I was very worried going into yeah. the half, thinking this could really capitulate and... Uh, we can end up with a really another kind of scrappy game. Yep. Uh, yep. To finish up, which thankfully didn't happen. It did not happen. It, the opposite of it happened. <laughs> we got such a fantastic second half. We got the 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 binary of the second half of the of the Fulham game, um, and we opened very quickly with another beautiful bail goal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I get so hyped whenever he scores. Because it feels like it feels like I'm I am spitting on the face of all the sky pundits <laughs> when he scores, um, and he he got the hockey assist to his own goal. Like he's the one that plays the ball out to Reggion and then Reggion to Kane, who then heads it to Bale to put into the net, and like it's it's that role that he plays where he, you know, he's not a playmaker like he. But he is kind of a playmaker in this team. He's involved with pretty much all the good things that we do. Well, yeah, and you could see there was so much drive from when he did pass it out um, to Reggion. Um, it was you could just tell he wanted it back. He starts sprinting in towards the box. Um, the ball goes over the top. Uh, it goes past him. He just turns around and then Kane flicks it back to him. And I love that um, you know it's up against Kiate, who's a tall player as well, and Bale just eats him alive. Absolutely eats him alive. It's uh, it, it was it was incredible. He just you know slices him up, puts him in a little sandwich, and just tucks in. And I, I was like, that's just it showed so much determination to get there, mm. which made me so excited because I was like, you know, Bale. Um, he's been question. You know, there's so many questions about is does he really care? Is he interested? Does he have that passion anymore? Any mm. of that? And you look at that goal and you go, yeah, maybe he does. Yeah, maybe he does because he set the whole thing up and then managed to get into the box to um. Had that ball in, yeah, it was awesome, yeah. And I think it's it just seems now like every time Bale does score, um, there is such a lift. I think it provides mm. um, the team. It does seem like this kind of resurrection. Like we are a bit of a phoenix rising from the ashes in the second half of the season, mm. uh, which is I think what we all really you know desperately 
craving oh yeah to yeah. happen so mm-hmm. i think it feels so good that um and i think like you said earlier that there's finally someone taking a bit of the burden off kane and so on mm. that feels great as well mm. um yeah it feels like okay maybe we are starting to look like a bit more of a dangerous team again yeah maybe teams might sort of fear playing us mm. a mm. little bit and, and not being this team that just sort of sits back yeah are we getting the sports movie are we getting the like promising you know team we, we were top of the league promising young star goes through a terrible period of adversity where you don't think they're going to come out of it and then like a phoenix from the ashes we rise up and win the carabao cup <laughs> <laughs> i like to think that this is the movie <laughs> yeah and you know if, if you're sitting around writing the script on it you're thinking like mm, could they win europa Mm. Wow, that's a bit too unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> Not this group. Not this group. Yeah. Can we put them in the FA Cup? No, that's no. No, 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 no. Carabao. Yeah, what's that energy drink <laughs> <laughs> competition? Yeah, yeah, they can win that. They can win that. Yeah. And then everyone will be happy. Mm-hmm. Everyone, The streets will be full. There'll be a parade. Mm-hmm. I wonder if there's a parade if we win Carabao Cup. Oh. <laughs> like, oh. Have you seen on the Spurs shop now? And I... In some ways I like it because it's like celebrate what you have. Yeah. But in other ways I'm a bit cringy about it. Mm. That There's like merchandise for Carabao Cup finalists yeah, on I, the Spurs shop. Yeah. You can get key rings and mm-hmm. you can get like T-shirts. Mm-hmm. I just feel like who's really buying something going Carabao Cup finalist? Mm. Mm. See, I am so mortified that that exists. <laughs> However, also all of them are in my favourites on this first shot because I just think it's such a fun. I think Levy, obviously they would have um, got so much merch made for the Champions League final, so much merch with Tottenham Hotspur Champions League winners. <laughs> And then we lost and all of it is probably just sitting in a room somewhere or they burnt it. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe all this Carabao Cup merch is mm. it's you just get a T-shirt with some tape yeah. over Champions <laughs> League yeah. finalists yeah. and it's you peel that off and it does say Champions League underneath. Yeah. And they've just covered it up with Carabao. <laughs> Carabao. Yeah. I mean, it fits. It fits. <laughs> it fits. How can we get rid of all this stuff? It's yeah. Like, oh, Carabao. Carabao. Finalist. <laughs> But Daniel, they won't care that they've made the final there. Oh, you know what? <laughs> Stuff it. Put them out. See what we can do. We'll just see what happens. <laughs> um, yeah, I will definitely be buying some of that merch. It is hilarious. I think it's, we do need to get some. Um, mm. I've got my eye on the key ring, I think. Yep. Because um, also key rings these days, I just find them funny. Mm. Um, you, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the pandemic has had... Uh, wild effects on all of us. <laughs> For me, the keyring is what's key, yeah. <laughs> it's really stuck out. Yeah, that's where I get my comedy these days. Yeah, yeah. derived from keyrings. Yeah, um, I just find them as keyrings like they're just things you don't really need, mm. um, and you don't really need them for like insignificant things either. Mm. So the idea that someone would be walking around with their keys with yeah. a big fat Carabao Cup finalist mm. keyring on there. Mm. It's just bizarre. You're right because it's like the T-shirt, that is, it could be an ironic purchase. Whether the key ring, it's more sincere. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I think that like, yeah, I guess all the uh, all the hipster Tottenham supporters, yeah. they might get the, um, like you said, they might buy the T-shirt or ironically. The or, you know, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Or a mug. Yeah. Um, uh, or like a keep cup or yep. something like that. Yeah. Um, and like, yeah, man, I got it because it was, yeah, like, <laughs> look how dumb this is. Why would they make this? Yeah. Yeah. And then if you get Tony who rocks up with the key ring, mm. and he's like, yeah, but no, boys, I got it for the same reason. Yeah. You're like, no, you didn't. No, you, <laughs> you didn't. didn't. But 
he's better in my mind because he believes. He believes. <laughs> he's got faith. Yeah. He believes. And that's what I okay. get. Like that's, I guess, the scarecrow thing, which is like it's nice to, to celebrate something happening. Yeah. And maybe get into it. Mm, and yeah. Get into, <laughs> yeah. you know, the prospect of, um, of maybe winning it. Yep. But then, see, if you're the sort of person who has the finalist one, mm. that to me seems like the loser's purchase because surely then they would re-release new merch which says Carabao Cup winner. Mm. So right. if you've got the finalist one, do you then upgrade and get the winner? I think you do have to do that because then it's a little strange that you're walking around with a finalist. But then also you won, so it doesn't matter anymore. You won the cup. Like... That's the greatest thing in the world. Whether if you if you lost, you you need to hang on to that skerrick yeah. of glory. I definitely agree. If you lose, you're hanging on to that mm. for dear life. I think if you win though, and you're rocking up with the Carabao Cup finalist T-shirt, mm. I feel like the response is going to be, uh, "Didn't you guys win that?" <laughs> like, oh yeah, no, we did. Yeah. I just went real early on the purchase. <laughs> yeah, I was just hyped up. I was excited. Talking about um, skerricks of glory. Uh, Doherty got an assist. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Back to the Palace game. <laughs> he, got yeah. he did. He did get an assist. Um, he did. Um, which was great. Like, I guess, look, apart from the Benteke goal, mm-hmm. um, I guess it's probably not the really the, the, the right game to judge, judge Doherty. But I think it was – I really don't know with him if he's just – not as good as we all thought he was when we mm. bought him mm-hmm. or if he's someone who has just been really long confidence and just needs a run mm. in the team or maybe needs time to adjust mm. or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really have no idea what sort of the situation is there, mm. but I guess it's like it's nice for him to get an assist yeah, and maybe that triggers something mm. and um, – you know, starts reminding him that, okay, cool. He can contribute. He can do something mm-hmm. um, and maybe start getting some confidence back up if that's mm. what actually is wrong at the moment. His assist is like the equivalent of the guy or like me handing like Da Vinci, like, oh, can you just pass the white paint? I'm just going to put one last dot on the Sistine Chapel. <laughs> like <laughs> that is the equivalent of what it was. Like that cane goal was exquisite. It was yeah. brilliant. But if you don't have that last dot of paint, well, well, does the whole Sistine Chapel fall apart? I mean, who's to say? But I'm going to say yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so well done, Doherty, on that great assist. Um, that goal was just like, did you feel when it was past a cane and it looked like he was going for the shot? When he was going for it, I was like, it's a goal. This is happening. It's a goal. It just looks like this is going to, and then. So when the as I followed the tra- the trajectory of the ball with my eyes, I w- <laughs> found myself sitting on my couch very early this morning, <laughs> going yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> what, what did you have that same experience? Or? Uh, see, I didn't feel before he struck it. Mm. I was like, oh well, go for it. Um, mm. But as soon as he did hit it, it was that realization of. And I know there's not long, obviously, before he hits it and it goes in, but as mm. soon as he connected with it, mm. you're like, this is it. Yeah. This is it. Yeah. This is happening. Yeah. Um, although even in that goal, when it was a long-range strike, mm-hmm. I still had this thing in my head of like, VAR is going to find something yep. Yep. and do that. So I think I, I held my celebration a little bit, mm. but it you could t- as soon as he hit the ball, you're like, this is only going in one place. Mm. And it's like the... 
you know, sometimes you get those shots which are long range efforts and the keeper manages to get there. Mm. And you, you just knew that that was no, never going to happen yeah. with this. Yeah. It was an absolute perler of a shot. Um, I, but post shot, I was then in my head doing the the mental arithmetic, the gymnastics, and I was like, Bale, Bale, Kane, where's Sonny's goal? <laughs> Where is he? But again, I, I think he had a great game without contributing on the scoreboard. Like he he is such a – which I think is such an improve, improvement for him over the years that he's been at Spurs that you could say even without scoring he had a positive effect on the game. Oh, oh definitely. And yeah. if you look at it as well, he didn't get subbed against Palace, mm. didn't get subbed against Fulham, mm. um, whereas, you know, Bale gets subbed in both. Uh, Kane gets subbed against Palace. Mm-hmm. Um, so having Sonny there, um, I mean, it shows a lot. You know, he's, I don't think he gets subbed that often. No. Um, and he does, he does offer a lot. Like, you know, he, he does get back. He does, he does, um, you know, track his runs. He's, he's not just this sort of, you know, he's out and out striker and, and also out and out winger or attacking player that really, that's all he kind of has. He does put in a lot of work elsewhere. So I think that's almost why he, he contributes a lot more on that mm. on that front, even if he isn't sort of scoring the goals. Yeah. But like you, I was really hoping he was going to get on the score sheet. Yeah. Um, as well, because like I said, I don't want the Bale and Kane bromance to break up what Kale and Son have. <laughs> Kale. Kale. Yeah. Kale, Kale and Son. Kale and Son. Kale and Son. I think I've already made the celebrity name for um, Kane and Bale just yeah subconsciously there. Yeah. <laughs> and now it's Kale. Kale. Um, Mm. So I, look, I've been doing it. I've fallen into it. Yeah. I've excluded Sonny from that. <laughs> as much as you've wanted to resist it, exactly, you can't help it. You can't help it. You can't help it. But I'm sure. I'm sure Son will get. Um, he'll get back on the score sheet. Mm. Uh, but like we're saying, even if he doesn't, um, if we're winning games, it really doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. It really doesn't. Mm. Um, which is like, like so. I, I guess as well, like looking at the last goal. Yeah, um, Lamella, um, who I know is a player we both love. Love him. Yeah. And and I think that when you say Lamella's a player, you just have to love for what he is. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. You can't expect anything more from him. <laughs> he just does what he does very well. And that is ferociously tackle people and somehow not get sent off. Run sideways <laughs> <laughs> or diagonally rather. Um, uh, what else? Does he have any other outstanding qualities? I think it's basically is the master of that... Um, you know his little like um like rollovers that he yeah which of I course. in the Fulham game where he went on that run mm. and he is it's like it's so nice just seeing him do that and basically whenever he gets the ball like I love him coming on in in these late game scenarios yeah and playing coming in for the last twenty minutes or so mm-hmm. again being a little bit of a pest yeah um, getting stuck in but then getting on the ball and just like just roll over roll it just that's yeah. basically all he's doing yeah um but then in this game he plays mm. this wonderful little dink through to son yeah yeah and then son i cannot believe that he didn't try and shoot he plays this great cross across goal to kane who then <laughs> i think you described it as a sunday league header yeah. like kane sort of just like reactionary like <laughs> straight down for uh, someone who's who is such an elite header of the ball mm. Um, and has scored so many wonderful headers for us yeah, over the years. Yeah. Um, just to see him, it's like he didn't know what to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was shocked. He was so I think shocked. he was shocked that Son didn't shoot. Yeah. It yeah. I mean, that could have been it. <laughs> mm. He was just expecting Son to just, you know, lash it. And I guess, you know, Son's so good on the volley and, and mm. with both feet as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it came back and then, 
thankfully <laughs> yeah harry. harry put it in and yeah you know on, on we go on we go yeah i think um one thing i would take away from this match is that so bale scores the first bale scores the second bale uh plays the ball to doherty who gets the assist for the third and then the fourth one bale is not on the pitch however lamella plays the lob lamella replaced bale when bale left so we wouldn't have lamella if it wasn't for bale so therefore bale was actually involved in every single goal yeah it was basically bale 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 yeah i love the logic there as well (laughs) yep (laughs) yep it is bulletproof (laughs) (laughs) yeah there's no flaw like no holes that we can sort of poke in that um it sounds quite similar to um some logic that uh, it usually comes up around Son. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are a couple of Korean newspapers. Yeah. Um, the Dong A Ilbo and the, I think, Chosun Ilbo. Fantastic um, publications. Great publications. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're actually uh, right wing conservative publications. I'm not too sure. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I distanced myself <laughs> <laughs> from that comment. I think it's safer at this stage if we distance ourselves. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, but what they do is uh, the write ups that they give Son. Mm. After all his games, they are just absolutely wonderful mm-hmm. <laughs> um, because it's basically every single thing that happens in the game yep. is Son's. It's it's down to Son. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's not unusual for something like what you said before. Yep. Son graciously, uh, you know, substitutes himself <laughs> yeah. to allow you know <laughs> yeah. Lamella to come on and score the winner, mm-hmm. um, sort of thing. So like, I love, I, but I love that so much. Like, I love that there's this proudness about a player and. Really pumping it up and giving them all the credit for all of their, um, you know, everything that they do. Mm. The other thing about these newspapers is they seem very focused on his value. Um, yeah, yeah. Value obsessed. Value obsessed. Yeah. Um, so I've got a few headlines here, oh. um, which are basically from, it, it's a couple of years. It's a bit of a journey through Son's career. Okay. Um, so okay, I'll, I'll start at the bottom, it's, which is Son Heung-min ranks 56th in transfer value in Europe. Wow. That's pretty high. Pretty high. Also, a very like weird thing to be specific about mm. in the sense of mm. working that out. Like, mm. okay, he's the 56th most valuable player. Yeah. You think you'd be like top 100 or in the top 60 or something yeah. like that. Yeah. It's like 56. Mm. I also don't know where they're going off yeah. <laughs> for these things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's probably like transfermarket.net. Dot, dot net. Yeah. Like <laughs> Which is probably some like 14-year-old kid in his bedroom yeah. just putting mm. up random, fe- <laughs> uh, random figures. A fantastic publication. Fantastic <laughs> yeah. publication. Uh, next headline, Song Heung-min triples his transfer value in three years. Uh, Song Heung-min's transfer value gets boost from Asian Games win. Nice. Song Heung-min ranks 33rd amongst most valuable players in Europe. Wow, okay. So he's climbing. He's climbing, he's climbing. He's climbing. Yeah. Uh, Song Heung-min to sign better deal with Tottenham. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, okay. All right, fair. yeah, yeah, sure. Fair. Yeah. Better deal, yeah. New deal? New deal. <laughs> yeah. Better yeah, deal. Yeah, better deal. Not just new deal. Yeah. Better deal. It's very clear on that. Yeah. Better deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Song Heung-min becomes most sought after advertising star. Oh. In the world? In the world, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. These are some no context sort of headlines. So yeah, I'm, yeah. Not, I'm not too sure. <laughs> yeah. I could have done a deeper dive into these mm, articles, mm. Um, but uh, let's assume that they're saying in the world. I've really gone against my uh, only speaking in statistics and objective measures that I said I was going to do at the top of the podcast. Um, and thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. The vaguer, the better with the headline. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's yeah. good. There's room for interpretation there. Yeah. Um, Spurs star Song Hyun Min worth 80 million euros. Whoa. Again, I don't know when these were. Mm. Uh, Song Hyun Min's transfer value declines in new ranking. Oh no. But they didn't say where what, what yeah. the figure was. Mm. I guess you really wouldn't focus on that if you're declining. No, you? no, you just yeah. Song Hyun Min's market value drops due to impact of coronavirus. Ah, uh, okay. So it was coronavirus that got him. Yeah, coronavirus. Mm. Uh, blame it on the coronavirus. Yep. Yep. Um, but Song Hyun Min overtakes Cristiano Ronaldo in football market value. Whoa. That's huge. And then to finish off, Song Hyun Min of Tottenham now worth more than Messi. So, <laughs> and that's uh, right, okay. That's the timeline. So that's uh, that's a lot of uh, value based judgments there. Yeah, a lot of value, and mm. I feel like the last two possibly a little bit inflated. Mm. I know that um, Ronaldo is thirty five, I think, and Messi's thirty six. Is it the other way around? It could very well yeah. be the other way around. Yeah. They're mid-30s, mm. let's say. Yeah, let's say that. Yeah, Let's say they're both in the mid-30s yeah. region. Um, so it, it it might stand to reason mm. that, you know, Son could be worth more than them given that he is quite a bit younger. Yeah. But we are talking about arguably the two greatest players of all time. Mm. Yeah. Um, so I just love that it's gone from, you know, down in the doldrums of the transfer rankings up to now he's better than everyone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's he's the best. Ronaldo Messi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, if only this bloody COVID didn't, <laughs> didn't get in the way. Imagine how high his value could be then. I know, it'd probably be like Son is worth more than, than uh, God. God. <laughs> yeah. The moon, Elon the Musk. <laughs> I, actually, I would love that. Son is worth more than the Elon Musk. Musk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I mean, I wish I had a a newspaper that tracked my value as long as it was only going up and then only influenced by external factors out of my control. Oh, of course. Yeah. Well, I, I would like to say that um, over the weeks that we have been doing this podcast, mm. um, I do think that your value has been rising. It's risen? Yeah, I think it's risen. Do you think? Yeah. I wonder how much it would be on transfernet.com. If there was a transfernet.com for... Uh, Spurs podcasters Do we yeah. want to make it niche And make, give ourselves A better chance Of having a high value Let's go first If you were on The transfer market In the professional football Yeah How much How much worth Would you put on yourself Look In In actual reality mm. I've I've got to be No more than three cents Yeah Yeah Like fair Yeah Absolutely Like yeah. I'm costing a club A lot more money mm. <laughs> They're not getting Anything out of yeah. me Whatsoever Uh huh Yeah um, What about you yeah, I mean, I would go around the three cent mark. Like yeah. it would be one cent, two cents, like anything that just is enough for the transfer to occur, like the exchange yeah. to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and you, then if you think about how much the players are worth and we're worth between one <laughs> and three cents. But if we make it more specific, like you said, and make it about Spurs podcasts they're still worth a lot more money than us yeah definitely <laughs> yeah, on that market it doesn't quite get us up to like the millions of euros yeah yeah bracket but it probably raises us raises us off the the sort of three three to five cent yeah sort of amount so you reckon we're up to five cents if oh, well, why yeah. not you know? yeah yeah we're up to five cents sweet, sweet. <laughs> as i was saying that i was like wait a minute imagine if there was a podcast that had harry kane or gareth bale or sonny or hoibier or whatever I was like, oh, <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, sorry. I thought you were going to say that. Imagine if it like there was a podcast which had them talking about our value. Oh. And I was getting very excited because I was like the the idea of our names being on their lips would be incredible. Yeah. Yep. 
Do you think you get like a one of those shivers? You know, people say like when you get a random shiver, it's like someone walking over your grave in another <laughs> life. Do you think you'll get something similar if if someone from Spurs uh, said your name? I think so. And mm. I like to think that even if I get a shiver now, I'll always think, you know what? It's probably yeah, probably the most likely reason I'm getting a shiver now mm. is because Gareth Bale, uh, Pierre-Emil Hoiberg mm. uh, and Harry Kane are having a podcast and they're talking about me. Yeah. Yep, that's a. I love that. That's great. I mean, we did get pretty close to one first teamer this week, didn't we? <laughs> we did. We did. Yeah. And this is, um, this is like true, true mm. story here. Yep. True. We need to clarify that this. Hundred percent true story. Hundred yep. percent true story. Yep. Um, after the all this whole Welsh mafia fiasco, um, mm. we decided we would create an image. Yep. Um, to put mm. up and go. You know, maybe we'll check this up. See if this gets a bit of a uh, bit of love on Twitter. Yep. Bit of attention, and mm-hmm. we basically just kind of photoshopped uh, Bale, uh, Rodon, Davies, and Mora mm. um, onto like a mafia photo. Yeah, and put that out. Yeah, thinking, all right, we'll see how it goes. Mm-hmm. Yep, and you know maybe there was just a small, a small piece of the image that said a bit Spursy on it, just to so people knew when they saw the image that they knew where it came from. For yeah. be, for for good or for ill, they knew yep. where it came from. They can direct their hate towards that, yep. or they can direct a, a a little bit of admiration. Yeah. And some sneaky <laughs> criminal on Twitter uh, reproduced the image and uh, edited out all of the watermarks or what, what are they, like well, logos? So we had a bit Spursy in the bottom right corner. Yeah. We had then at a bit Spursy, I think, in the top left corner. Mm-hmm. And then we had a bit Spursy.com <laughs> yeah. in the top right corner. Yeah. So we were definitely putting a bit Spursy in multiple places of the image yeah. to kind of stop this behavior. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it didn't stop it. <laughs> and then we witnessed the image be uh, retweeted uh, across the internet for much more interaction, likes, engagement, whatever you want to call it, than we could possibly dream of. Remember, we're five cents on the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> we're five cents. That's all we're worth. Um, uh, and eventually, uh, Sam Roden, Joe Roden's brother retweeted it. Um, and, uh, we wrote <laughs> credit, please. Actually, Sam, <laughs> Do you know it's like, we just sound like angry teens. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was us. We made that. We Sam. made that Sam Roden. And to his credit, he did credit us. He did. So that was, uh, that's your feel good story of the week, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's great. He mm. did credit us. Um, so I guess we're on the lips or on the thumbs of a first-teamer's brother, mm, mm-hmm. which I would like to think in, you know, if we were to sort of create a bit of fan fiction of where the story goes, I, I'm pretty sure that Sam would have messaged that to Joe. Yeah. Joe probably when he's doing his little spa, um, you know, his pool walk back and forth that he does with Bale and um, mm. and Davies. I don't know if you saw Reg- uh, Regan's. Um, I did put up the story yeah. of that. Yeah. I would like to think that they're on the phones there and Joe's possibly showing mm. that image like, hey, boys, yeah. look at this mm-hmm. to them. Yeah. So arguably we're best friends with Gareth Bale now. I, I think so. And, and if even if, you know, we're not best friends, the names <laughs> to which we are known passed through the lips of Gareth Bale and we experienced that beautiful shiver. Yeah. <laughs> Although, also, given that the first version of the image had all the credit cro- cropped out, yep. if anything was to make it to Bale, it mm. probably would have been the cropped image yep. anyway. It definitely would have been the cropped image. Yep. So I, I like to think he would have he would have replied, oh, who did who did this? Find them. Find them. Yeah. I want to... Say their names. Say their names. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. And uh-huh. the opportunity could be gone. But alas, look, we'll keep trying. Mm. We'll see if we can get uh, get on the lips of a uh, Spurs player. Just and- that's all I want. I don't need anything else but just to to be on the lips <laughs> of a Spurs player. Just I just need to see them utter utter the name. Yeah. Yeah. A bit Spursy. A bit Spursy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that would be exciting. Yep. Yeah. Well, I guess on that note. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't really finish. I mean, the game was great. <laughs> we got, we didn't get distracted. Um, it was a lovely game. I mean, looking forward, we've got Europa League. Yeah, we've got Europa League. We've got uh, yeah, Dynamo on fr- well, Friday morning our time, so yeah. Thursday night. Mm-hmm. And then we have Arsenal. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Oh, so, oh, no, I said the word. Yeah, I'm looking behind me to see if I've summoned <laughs> yeah. Arsene Wenger. Arsene Wenger yeah. just taps me with a very like long, long <laughs> skeletal <laughs> finger. Yeah, <laughs> uh. Uh, 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 uh. Um, yeah. If you know, if he touches you with that, you lose a year of life. <laughs> well, it's, okay. Yeah, I'm going to be wrapping myself up in. I was going to say in cotton wool. Um, yeah, he's afraid of that. So he's afraid of that. Yeah, okay, yeah, great. Yeah, that's yeah. good. That's good. He cannot. He can't stand it. He can't go anywhere near yeah, it. Yeah. He's too busy trying to rewrite offside laws. Yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah, we're playing them. We're playing mm-hmm. that lot up the road. Yep. Yep. And uh, we're playing them there, aren't we? Yes. Yeah. yeah away. Mm-hmm. Um, so that'll be that'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, they've come off a draw. Yep. yep. So, and we're still above them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. they're two good things. Yeah. I hope Jaka uh, uh, plays. That would be <laughs> <laughs> that'd be great. Dude, I love that. Um, you know, Jaka does that, scores that goal, and then you see Arsenal fans running rampant, going like, "Oh." Burnley's style of uh, football is so horrible. They shouldn't be in the league. This is a disgrace to everything. (laughs) And we're just like, could you just look? It's a masterpiece what Chaka did. Yeah. It's like, it was, I've watched it so many times Mm. thinking, how? Mm -hmm. How on earth? How on earth did that happen? Um, It's just too good to be true. Mm -hmm. So please, can he please do something like that Mm -hmm. against us? Because. You know, like we we were we were saying that you know in the the Delhi's game, uh, sorry Delhi's goal for Fulham, uh, you know that was an own goal. Yeah, like we re- that should have been Delhi. We really want that to Delhi mm. against Arsenal. I'll take own goals. I don't care. Yeah, just as yeah. long whatever we do to win, mm. I really don't care. Yeah, Shaka, if you want to pump them in <laughs> against <laughs> our attackers, I don't mind. Can I say actually that I've been playing uh, soccer for the uni for this the first season I played, and we played a lot of preseason friendlies, and. I am terrible and the quality, like it's the bottom division and there are guys, everyone is a lot better than me, but in the grand scheme of football, they're probably not great. And that has not happened once. <laughs> not even close to happen. Like that yeah. hasn't even come close to happening. And yet, uh, Jacker is able to make it happen. <laughs> so I guess we could closely say then that your football value has risen. Has risen. <laughs> yeah. To some, at least hopefully above Jacker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, I mean, he would be worth one to two cents anyway. <laughs> so maybe I'm worth three. He uh, definitely, I'm sure he's got to be going towards the bargain bin at the moment. Surely. Yeah. Uh, but, but look, yeah, the Northland derbies, they always, like, you know, you can go into them feeling so confident mm. and then things just happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so look, I really think that if we, we can get a win here, um, mm-hmm. that kind of turns our recent, um, result into a run. Yeah. I don't really consider it a run until you get past sort of like three, four games. Yep. 
Um, so if we can do that, that kind of turns into a run, mm-hmm. puts more distance between us and Arsenal. That would be fantastic. Yep. Uh, there's also the possibility that Chelsea could go out of the Champions League. Um, please, please, <laughs> please. This could be a very, this could be an amazing week for us. Yeah. Or if Chelsea progress, we lose to Dinamo. We yeah. lose. It could be the worst week. It could be <laughs> such a horrible week. What do you think? Score predictions, if you had to pick them. <laughs> for the Dinamo game? Yep. Um, look, I like to think that we're a 2 nil. Yep. Mm-hmm. A 2 nil. Mm-hmm. Um. I think we we really should. We should be getting past Dinamo. Yeah. Like, and, and this is not to look at them and give any disrespect to them, but again, it's just a team that we should beat. Mm-hmm. So 2-0, what do you think? I think you've got it bang on. I would say 2-0, but I need to have a point of difference. So I'm going to say <laughs> 3-1. Yeah. But the last goal is so jammy. That we yeah. <laughs> it's so jammy. Yeah. Uh, what about the NLD North London derby? Um, I'm thinking. I always feel in those games we're capable of conceding more than we are normally, mm. and given that we are conceding goals, mm. like like we spoke against Fulham, yeah. like we spoke against Palace. Yeah. Um. I. Th- I think there's going to be goals in that game. I'm thinking it could be like a three-two. Um, I'm hoping that if it, that does happen, it's not 90th minute something goes mm-hmm. that way. Um, I think, yeah, three two, three two. That's my call. Mm-hmm. What's yours? I think uh, through some divine cosmic joke, after Jose made that comment about the was it the five four against Arsenal that we had, and he said that's a that's a hockey score or something. That's not a football score. It might have been, yeah. Yeah, I think it'll be 5-4. Five, 5-4? Four. Five, four? <laughs> yeah, I think it's going to be bananas. It could It could be. Yeah. It really could be. <laughs> yeah. And I think we win that 5-4 after <laughs> having learned. <laughs> Depending on how the Europa game goes, if we get through that unscathed with no injuries, we win. Yeah. Um, I think as well with Europa, I would love to see Vinicius... Like yeah. I am a big Vinicius fan at the moment. Mm-hmm. Top scorer in Euro- in the Europa League. Yeah. Not just for Spurs, yeah. whole Europa League. Yep. So I think if you're going down that path of like, hey, Vinicius, you're going to come on for a few minutes in the Premier League. Mm. Meh. Uh, you've got to go full and go, yep, you are our Europa League striker yep. mm-hmm. that we're going to go with. Yep. Um, so I would love to see him in that. Yep. Um, I'd love to see, I guess, you know, probably Bale rested. Mm-hmm. Like at this stage now, I think Bale is almost flipped a little bit. Yep. Where now he's gone from like Europa League Bale into mm. Premier League Bale. Yeah. So yep. it's like, what's the most important game? Like Europa League's pretty important, obviously, but I think keeping Bale fresh for Arsenal would be wonderful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we can afford to do that against Dinamo. We can drop a player or two. Yeah. Uh, I. It's tough to go. Yeah. Don't play Kane or Son either. Yeah. Um, that shows way too much disrespect. Yeah, yep. I think for Dynamo. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, let's 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 do a little bit of rotation, um, and then let's go sort of full strength against Arsenal, because we know as well if even if the result is not ideal against Dynamo, we've got another game against them. That's true. But yep. playing Arsenal, it means so much for the club, means so much for the fans. Mm-hmm. Let's do everything we can to win that. Yep, yep. Also, um, I just want to bring up that uh, Arsenal Tottenham is three uh, thirty a.m. Monday morning. Melbourne, Australia time, which for me puts me at peak anger zone. <laughs> Monday is a busy day for me. 
and I will have to watch it live. Um, and oh boy, <laughs> I'm going to take it personally. <laughs> it's one of those games that you have to watch the North London Derby live, whatever time Absolutely. it is. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and I definitely feel you. It's at that. It is that peak zone of. Mm. 3.30 a.m. to get up, you know, to stay up for that or mm. even if you go to bed early and get up for it, um, to get up for that and then lose and then you'd be so salty at 5.30, oh. 6 in the morning. Yeah. Um, you're not getting back to sleep. No. Nope. You're having a really bad day. Terrible day. We're probably going to record the next show yeah. that day. Yeah. <laughs> so. It will be loose, <laughs> mean, <laughs> painful. Yeah, that yeah. could be the last episode, depending on how poorly <laughs> yeah, it, goes. it goes. Yeah, or it could be the most fantastical moment oh, ever. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, look, that's that's it's it's really nice. Like I think, like we said previously, it's really nice to have so many games that, um, you know, it's it's just when your team's playing well. There's you know, watching a couple of games a week is really fun, mm-hmm. um, and it's great that the games just keep coming. The games keep on coming. Yep, it's fantastic. If we beat Arsenal, I'm going to buy an iPad <laughs> on Monday. Great, great. Yep. Sounds like a completely unrelated <laughs> purchase to make based on uh, basically. I can't I afford it, it. <laughs> but I'll be so hyped. Yeah, there. <laughs> yeah, and if we lose, I'm going to get that money out that I would buy an iPad. I'm going to bury it in the ground. Yeah. <laughs> And that's that. Also another perfectly reasonable <laughs> related. Response. Yeah. So I really hope um, then that next week you're going to rock up here with a, a brand new fresh iPad. If not, I'm rocking up covered in dirt, <laughs> sweaty and angry. Um, yeah, I hope so too. I really hope so. Um, well, I guess that's this week, is it? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's it. So yeah, thanks for listening to a bit Spursy. I've been Dan. I've been Barney. And we'll catch you next week. We'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to A Bit Spursy. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Email us at hello at abitspursy.com and subscribe via your usual podcast platforms.